Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can for $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast at CanadaEHX.com and clicking Donate. There are several different tiers for you to choose from, all with different rewards from early episodes, swag, and much more. Don't forget, I also have two other podcasts out there, Pucks and Cups and From John to Justin, available on all podcast platforms. It was an unassuming flag day in 1996 when an incident would happen that would become part of Canadian lore. It has been parodied, debated, and much more. It was the Shawinigan Handshake, and today I am looking about the event that made news across Canada and the world. During Flag Day, Prime Minister Jean Chrétien was in Hull, Quebec to attend the commemoration of the first national flag of Canada, which I'll be looking at next week on the show. Unfortunately, at the time, the federal government had been slashing its budget to deal with the fiscal crisis of 1994. Canada had also seen its credit rating fall between 1992 and 1994, and Chrétien and the Minister of Finance, Paul Martin, were looking to cut the deficit any way that they could, and that included overhauling the unemployment insurance program. Chrétien had handed out awards of excellence to students at Parliament Hill in the morning, before getting into his limousine and going across the Ottawa River to Jacques Cartier Park. As Chrétien was addressing the crowd, several anti-poverty protesters began to heckle the Prime Minister over the changes that were coming to the unemployment insurance program, yelling, Make Chrétien unemployed! Chrétien, looking visibly frustrated, cut his speech short and walked away from the microphone. Following the shortened speech, Chrétien made his way to his limousine after shaking hands in the crowd, and it was there that he was confronted by a protester named Bill Clanette. As Clanette approached and yelled, Chrétien, you should be unemployed, Chrétien grabbed him by the back of the neck and the chin and threw him to the ground, and broke one of his teeth in the process. Another protester came forward to block Chrétien's path to the limousine, and Chrétien then knocked the megaphone out of that protester's hand, and the protester was tackled by the RCMP. Some have speculated that Chrétien had dealt with the matter as he did, because of an incident a few months previous. On November 5, 1995, Chrétien and his wife escaped injury when André Delaire, armed with a knife, broke into the Prime Minister's residence. They stayed in their bedroom with the door locked, with Chrétien holding a stone Inuit carving in readiness, until security arrived seven minutes later. It's the one Canadian residence where you'd think break-ins would be impossible, except that early Sunday morning, it happened. A male intruder broke the glass of a door and got as far as the entrance to the Chrétien's bedroom. At Ottawa's Uplands Airport, on his way to Israel, the Prime Minister recounted what came next. Around a quarter to three, my wife heard some noise, and uh, she heard somebody walking in the house, and uh, she didn't know what's going on, so she got up, and she saw a person uh, in front of her, and uh, she closed back the door very rapidly, came back to the room, and locked the other door, and I, that was uh, waking me up. She called the police right away, and uh, 
I could not believe what she was telling me. She had saw, she said he had glasses and a mustache. And uh, within uh, six or ten minutes, I don't know, the RCMP came on the second floor and they arrested a man who had a jackknife open right at the door of our room. Uh, uh, and I would like to say that my wife did not panic. She just stared at them the and she locked the door and rushed to lock the other door. And uh, she called the police. And uh, I think that I'm uh, lucky that she was there. Uh, okay and I'm grateful. And we were shocked, but we are all right. As can be expected, the Prime Minister of Canada dealing directly with someone confronting him was almost unheard of in Canada, and it quickly spread across the country and even into international outfits. Craig Chan would defend his actions, stating, quote, Some people come my way. I had to go, so if you're in my way... He would go on to say later, quote, I just moved him, and I wish I had not done that. Some people were in my way. I had to go. I had to keep walking. It was supposed to be a special day, a celebration to mark the anniversary of the Canadian flag. That's not the way things turned out in Hull, Quebec. As the Prime Minister of Canada came face to face with a demonstrator, physically grabbed him and shoved him aside. Our coverage of this extraordinary moment begins with our chief political correspondent, Jason Moskowitz. Nothing seems to come easy for the Prime Minister anymore. It certainly wasn't easy to deliver a speech over the noise of the protesters who came equipped to make all the noise they wanted. The Prime Minister didn't try to speak for very long. Instead, he walked into the crowd, but there too he had to contend with the protesters. Chrétien should be unemployed, the protesters screamed. As the Prime Minister continued toward his car, he came face to face with one of the demonstrators. Suddenly, Chrétien took the man by the back of the neck. His other hand was over the protester's mouth. He pushed him aside. Seconds later, another protester approached the Prime Minister. Chrétien knocked over the bullhorn that was in his hands. This was all over in a matter of seconds. The Prime Minister grabbing a protester by the back of the neck and pushing him aside. The RCMP pushed the protester on the ground. But how did the protester get so close to the Prime Minister? The RCMP says there was no breach in security. That the Prime Minister was adequately protected today, uh, and uh, it's, it's, uh, and that's it. Bill Clement is the protester who was pushed aside. We sort of stayed here, and then I said, well, I'll keep my ground right here. And then he came and put me on the ground. Although the protesters were protesting unemployment insurance changes, Deputy Prime Minister Sheila Kopp says their protest was also about national unity. You don't use that point to destroy the celebration of the Canadian flag. You mentioned separatists before. Well, I mentioned separatists because they then went on to say that it wasn't their flag. When it was over, Jean Chrétien provided his account. You didn't lunge at him, did you? I don't know. What happened? I don't know. See, if you don't know, the cameras were there. Some people came in my way. It might have been, been uh, I had to go. So if you're in my way, I'm walking. So I don't know what happened. If you happened something to somebody, it should not have been there. Afterward, the prime minister's office said Chrétien was just defending himself. Well, the old street fighter is back in town, eh? We, uh... Lawrence Martin recently wrote a book about Jean Chrétien. In it, 
He chronicles fistfights the prime minister fought right up to adulthood. And I think this is Jean Chrétien uh, forgetting his prime ministerial pose and saying, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to take this anymore. I've had enough. First Bouchard, then the knife wielder, now this guy. Well, that's it. And boom, he lets him have it. Late in the day, the prime minister had one last appearance, but he was in no mood to say another thing about the altercation. What were you thinking when you brought the protesters? After all, Chrétien had declared February the 15th Flag Day. And there is no question this year's first ever Flag Day was, as they say, overtaken by events. Jason Moskovitz, CBC News, Ottawa. He also criticized the RCMP for allowing someone to get so close to the Prime Minister, but the RCMP stated they saw no breach of security. But a week later, the RCMP Commissioner, Philip Murray, would state, quote, We will in the future ensure a more controlled access to the Prime Minister. Clenette, as can be expected, saw the incident differently, stating, quote, I kept my ground, and then he came and threw me to the ground. Phil Nolan, who was the global television cameraman that captured the incident and the iconic image, thought it would just be news for a few days. He would say in 2016, quote, I knew it would be on the front page or two, and I knew it would most likely dominate the news for a day or so, but I didn't think it would get as big as it got. He continues describing the incident from his perspective. As Chrétien approached me, we met. I put the camera onto my shoulder, still rolling, and a protester was in Chrétien's face shouting. Then it happened. There were other cameras there, but it happened right in front of me. Nolan's father, a fellow journalist, contacted him after seeing the photo from the video, which had spread across the country. His father said, quote, That's an unbelievable shot. I'm very proud of you. Just the look of Chrétien gritting his teeth with the shades on. He looked like a hoodlum. At first, the Shawinigan handshake name did not appear. Newspaper headlines ranged between Hull Hogan in Ottawa, Bring On Bouchard in Toronto, and Chrétien loses it in Montreal. Alberta Premier Ralph Klein said he understood Chrétien's frustration, stating, quote, A couple of years ago, someone came up behind me and shot me with a water pistol. My immediate reaction was to go after the culprit, and I was reminded very firmly that that's not my job. Chrétien overall did not take the entire Shawinigan handshake incident seriously, jokingly stating that he thought the man was John Nuziata, who had recently been dismissed from the Liberal caucus after voting against the 1996 budget. Paul Martin, 24 hours later when he was talking with Chrétien about the budget, apparently jokingly said, quote, Before you do anything, I want to tell you, I'll do what you want. Some speculated that the Quebec referendum of 1995 had drained Chrétien in his effort to keep Canada united, causing him to be short of temper. Conservative leader Jean Charest would say, quote, If there is any benefit to this episode, it is that everyone should give themselves a solid shake and remember that we have a responsibility that is more important than letting off steam. Most saw the incident in a humorous manner, and the approval rating of Chrétien actually went up afterwards. Speaker's Corner, talk is deep. Jean Chrétien was correct, and we love him, and, <laughs> and we stand by everything that he did this week. It was That's right. correct. I agree. It was right. If I was in that situation, I would do the same thing myself. If someone came in my face and like threatened my life, I'm going to do everything in my power to defend myself. That's like he had he had to do that, you know, it's plain and simple. And all you people is crying about, oh, he had no right to do it. 
That's BS. He had he had every right to do it. I think that guy should have got out of his way. Let him walk through. Let him, you know, he's the prime minister. Okay, and I get the hell out of his way. Have some respect. I am Jean Chrétien, the prime minister of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is going through a trauma. The fact that he had people come into his own house and threaten his life. Now, the guy may be Prime Minister of Canada, but he still is only human. And he still is going to feel a certain degree of trauma and a certain degree of fear over that fact. And I mean, if, if I had someone break into my house, I would be slightly afraid. And if people came into my face like these protesters did at that point in time, then I would do the exact same thing. I'd push them aside. I was just in business in Boston and I was talking to a bunch of Americans about what happened with our Prime Minister. And I think it's a great thing that our Prime Minister can walk through a crowd and actually look after himself, take care of people, rough people up. They couldn't believe it in the United States that our Prime Minister actually had to go out and look after himself. And it says a good thing about Canada, that Canada, that Canada is a safe place, and we don't have to worry about big security, and the Prime Minister can kick some major ass. According to Clannette, a few months after the incident, the RCMP showed up at his door and offered to pay the $560 dental fee. At first, he was not going to take the money, but he did, and then put an ad in the local newspaper using the money to criticize the Liberal government. Nolan, who captured the image, received the Canadian Press Photo of the Year Award, which is a rare honour for a TV journalist. Due to Cretchen's nickname, the little guy from Shawinigan, the incident became known as the Shawinigan Handshake. Going along those lines, Deborah Gray, a member of the Reform Party, nicknamed Cretchen the Shawinigan Strangler. Going further with this, Chuck Strahl, another Reform Party member, sarcastically nominated Cretchen for a parliamentary Oscar for his performance in The Shawinigan Strangler on February 12, 1997. Don Cherry would say of the incident that he liked politicians being direct in that manner and the actions Cretchen took. As for the other man in the incident, Clannette, he would go on to run for provincial office in the 2007 and 2008 elections, coming in third in 2008. He continued to protest for what he believed in for several years, including at the G20 summit in Toronto. Clannette has seen the handshake recreated many times, but the man who was on the other end of the handshake has not seen it as something that should be celebrated. In an interview with CTV in 2010, he stated, quote, He's a buffoon. It was just outrageous, and it was something that never happened before. Cretchen plays this persona. He's not an idiot, but he doesn't act always intelligently from my perspective, and he thinks this is something funny. The incident is still remembered today in Canada as both a serious and light-hearted moment, Poet Stuart Ross would arrange the texts of comments made by Cretchen into a poem called Minor Altercation, published the day after the event, and it has since been reprinted many times. In Shawinigan, the incident has become part of a local lore, and a microbrewery there released an award-winning beer called Shawinigan Handshake, which depicts Prime Minister Jean Cretchen strangling the devil on its label. The devil is made in the likeness of Isaac Tremblay, co-owner of the brewery. Cretchen would sample the beer that depicts the incident. According to Tremblay, he saw Cretchen sipping a Shawinigan handshake in a local Shawinigan bar, and he said, quote, He liked the idea and thought it was funny. Clannette did not see anything funny about the beer or the incident, and he stated, quote, 
It is quite extraordinary to trivialize his behavior only to sell beer. It's pitiful. What Mr. Kretchen did was not commonplace. There is nothing glorious there to celebrate. For the Memorial Cup, a special version of the beer was created that showed Kretchen giving the handshake to Don Cherry. He said, quote, Don Cherry had loved it that I grabbed a protester by the neck. So I said, it's your turn. You will be the victim of that. And he accepted. So on the label of the beer, it will be Kretchen grabbing Don Cherry by the neck. And I was told that he had made a beer called La Chaunian and Shape, remembering the famous incident of 1995. So I went to taste it, and it's pretty good beer. So I said to him, can I have some? I will offer that to my friends. And he said, we're not bottling that. But I said, you should bottle that, and I will, uh, I will buy a few of them, a case. So he decided to do it. So after that, he decided that I was to grab uh, the devil, because you know the true diab is right here. The two falls meet, and they made a big hole in there, and we call it the true diab. And uh, that, so, but he wanted me to use the, use the picture. He asked me for the picture of the incident. And uh, so he decided that I was to grab the devil by the neck. But uh, we had a better idea, uh, because when this incident occurred, uh, you know, it was debated a little bit in Canada. And a guy that everybody knows pretty well is Don Sherry. And Don Sherry used to be the coach of the Bruins of Boston. And he played for the Bruins of Boston. And when the Bruins of Boston, when he was the coach, the, the club firm, the Bruins of Boston, was Lee Bruins de Chamonix. And it was my own brother who was the president of the club. And so I said that, I said, you know, we, in memory of all that, will you not accept that we'll have a cartoon and that, that I would grab you by the neck? Because on his program that Saturday night, he made a speech in my favor, you don't know how much. Don Cherry, I'd love it that I grab a protester by the neck. So I said, it's your turn. You will be the victim of that. <laughs> and, and he has accepted. So on the label of the beer, it will be Chrétien grabbing Don Cherry by the neck. Today, when people, famous or otherwise, interact with Jean Chrétien, it has become something of a tradition for Chrétien to put them into a chokehold. Everybody, from comedians like Rick Mercer, to politicians like Justin Trudeau, to various people just meeting Jean Chrétien, and if you do a search online for these pictures, you will find many of them, it's become this common thing that happens whenever people meet the former Prime Minister. And all of this started because a protester got in the face of the Prime Minister, and the Prime Minister took actions into his own hands, literally. When people think of, of uh, Jean Chrétien and being Prime Minister, we immediately think of uh, images like the Shawinigan Sheikh, you grabbing the guy. Well, but I grabbed him by the neck. You did? Yeah, but you know, he was a bit too close. Am I too close now? Uh, dangerous, you know, it's I do that, you know. You, and, uh, but no, but he, it was a protester and he, it was, uh, he came rushing to me. Mm -hmm. And what was missing is the, I grab him by the net yes. and flip him over. Right. And on the other side came What do you mean you guy, flip him over? You know, I just flip him over. You know, it's, yeah. and uh, 
and uh, and he lost his bridge. You know that story. Yes, the bridge in his mouth. Yes, and he asked for me to pay back that. And Donalo said to me, "Don't worry, Prime Minister. We'll put it on the infrastructure program." And that uh, you know, <laughs> but it's true. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at the Shawinigan handshake. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can visit my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history as well as all my podcast episodes. Just go to canadaehx.com. And again, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. Just like all of these wonderful patrons have. And I apologize if I mispronounce any names. Lori Ann Kirby, Gary Dolovich, Nick Zinri, Pamela Elder, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Gunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roa, Luke S., Vic Hedges, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, Spencer M., and Iris Gray. As well, you can find me on Facebook. Just search for Canadian History X. Remember, that's E-H-X. I'm on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And don't forget, you can find me on Instagram. Just search for Bairdo37. Information comes from CTV News, the Toronto Star, iPolitics.ca, Wikipedia, Winnipeg Free Press, Yahoo News, Maclean's, and the Huffington Post. Thanks. We'll see you again next time.